you are about to watch Plerud by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. As he brings to you a message from God's word, that will build you up and make you complete in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 15 verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. We pray that as you watch this teaching you will receive the empowerment to bear much fruit in Christ. Now listen. In our previous lessons we learned that Jesus preached only the gospel. Is that all we learned? That he preached only the gospel. This means that he did not preach politics, he did not preach people, he did not preach religion, he did not preach sports, he did not preach trends, he did not preach events, he did not preach vogue, he did not preach fashion, occasions, global issues, economics, marriage, relationships, finances, and the list goes on. He didn't preach any of these. Are we together? Um, or like what? is predominant in our messages today. Our messages are focused on these things, but Jesus never preached any of these things. Amen. He didn't preach politics and he didn't preach people. We are meant to be, we are meant, we are meant to preach Jesus and then by the power of Jesus influence these things. Are you getting what I'm saying? But they are not meant to be our message. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he didn't preach people. Nobody can be my message. No human being can be my message. Exhausting the finish of Christ, and man going to message on the altar for what? Are you know something? Yes. He didn't preach friends, he didn't preach events. Unlike what we see in recent times, these are things that dominate our messages. You see, people nowadays, preachers get message from events. Are you know something? When the coronavirus matter hits the scene, most pastors that became their messages. Are you know something? Some pastors, sorry, that became their messages. Are you know something? When any issue hits the scene, that becomes the Sunday message of a pastor. But that is not what we are created to do. Are you understanding? And that's not what God called us to do. Amen. That's not what Jesus did. Are you getting me? Although he touched on these issues where the need arose, they were not the focus of his preaching. Jesus preached only the gospel. Let me let you understand something that many things are happening and many things can distract us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Many things are happening and many things can distract us. Many things happen and many things can distract us. A, a, a preacher who generates his message from the happenings does not know what he was called to do. Are you know something? Yes. <laughs> what? Because the Bible says you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Use is your use is your message if people can hear it on CNN and on Al-Jazeera. On Sunday, on Al Jazeera and CNN, they don't need to listen to you. You are simply a broadcaster, and people are tired of bad news and looking for good news. And you cannot say, Amen. So, preaching, as we learned, is the act of bringing good news and announcing glad tidings. So, if it is not good news, if it is not glad tidings, it is not preaching. You are doing something else. And you cannot say, You are doing something else. You are not bringing good news, you are not bringing glad that is, you are doing something else. I don't know what it is, I can't define it for you. I can only define what concept which is bringing good news. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Greek word for preach is the same word for gospel. You see that? Now we, 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 we discovered the Greek word for preach last week. Amen. And that same word is the same word for gospel. So that means to preach and the word gospel is the same thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Are, we, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So when you're talking about preaching, you're simply talking about gospel. You can interchangeably use them. You can say, I came to bring the gospel. By bringing the gospel, you are preaching. You can say, I came to preach. By preaching, you are bringing the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So if it is not the gospel, it is not preaching. It is what? Impossible to preach bad news. Impos totally, absolutely impossible to preach bad news. The only thing about preaching is good news. If it's not good news, it's not preaching. If it's not good news, you are doing something that you are, you are, you are a news reporter. You are a current affairs analyst, but you are not a preacher. Are you understanding? So now we need to understand what was the good news that Jesus preached. We understood last week that he preached the good news. We took time to understand that. We understood that preaching is about the good news. And that's all that preaching is. That's all there is to preaching. So what was this good news that he preached? 
Luke chapter 4, verse 43 says, And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God. I must do what? Preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. Holy Spirit, grant us revelation into these scriptures in the name of Jesus. Matthew 4, verse 23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And you know what I'm Now look at something here. In this verse, he said, Jesus went teaching. Teaching. And what? Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Now that makes us understand when the word, when the conjunction and is put, it means both of them go together. So that means teaching and preaching go together. In other words, it means that you cannot claim to be teaching and it's not good news. Are you getting me? Yes. You cannot claim to be what? Teaching and it's not good news. That's why Jesus did three things in his life. Why was on earth? He did, he was teaching, preaching, and healing. So the Bible says he went about what? Doing good. And good starts with teaching, enters into preaching before healing. But the problem we have today is that people want to jump straight into healing without going first on teaching. And it doesn't work that way. Pastor, pray for me, I'm sick. I remember talking to somebody while I began to tell him of the miracles that God has done in our ministry. And he told me, Pastor, please pray for me. This leg I just was paying me. I don't know what happened to the leg. And I said, okay, I hear you. But I didn't pray for him. He told me again he was sick. I said, go to church. Why? Because if you are not ready to listen to the teaching of the word of God, and ready to listen to the preaching of the word of God, that means you have removed yourself from the healing power of God. And I will not be a party to those who are Dragadabra specialists. Neither will I be a party to those who raise, who raise people that are not born again, but are biblical seekers. Are you not saying? Yes. So teaching and preaching at the same, they go together. And they are what they are things that give rise to what? To healing. Jesus was found always teaching, preaching. In the process of teaching and preaching, he was and he was something. Yes. While he was moving, anytime Jesus is moving with the crowd, he doesn't just move silent. As they are walking, they will be talking. It was most of those times he moved, it was most of those times he began to teach the disciples. The Bible says when he spoke in parables to the, to the crowd, then when he came back with the disciples, he began to ask him, that thing you said, what does it mean? And he said, he, begin, he, he, begin, he, then, from there, he begins to break it down to them. He begins to explain it to them. Some of the times when the crowd they know was when they were walking together. Are you know something? Yes. An example of that was when he resurrected and the two disciples were walking the, 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 the journey to Emmaus and he just appeared and joined them. And he began to talk with them and he began to explain scriptures to them. Now if he did that to them when they were walking to Emmaus, that means it was what he was always doing to them. It was not as a new activity he started doing. Are you know something? He was used to walking with them and teaching them. It's one of the problems with discipleship today that we come to church and listen to the pastor, but nobody wants to walk with the pastor. Most of the times, you see that the pastor is walking, walking alone. But they say when you walk alone, you are not leaving. You are taking a walk. But the actual fact is that no matter how we do it, we see this part that the men of God are still walking alone. Because nobody wants to walk with them. It's only when you walk with the teacher that you learn many things. I, began, I, I, I saw a material on the, on, 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 on the television, uh, Didache, the, 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 the teachings, the discipleship teachings of the first apostles, the Didache. And it's actually teachings that they actually used to raise disciples in their time. And they said that when the disciples used to be raised, is to come and live with the rabbi. And then he's taught some principles. This Bible is, is, is the words of God, but they had a manual for, with which they translated the Bible to people. You know something? And that one is called the Didache. It lives with the rabbi, and the rabbi teaches you after the while. It doesn't take, take too long, and you become what the rabbi is. The disciples were walking with Jesus, were staying with him, and he spent time teaching them and preaching to them. Are we together? As a result of that, they were drinking into his spirit. And you get what I'm saying? After doing that for three and a half years, he led them, and what took over the world was what he had done. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting it? Praise God forevermore. So today we have people who want to come and sit down and learn and hear on Sunday, but they don't want to be taught. We want people who want to come and receive healings, but they don't want to be taught. 
And the Bible says in Psalm 1 and Psalm 23, it says, He sent forth his word and his word, healed them and what? Deliver them from their what? Destruction. So without the word, there is no healing. Without the word, there is no deliverance. And teaching does not just happen once a week. Teaching is a lifetime process. Look at good mentees. They have spent time with their mentors. They have been taught with their mentors. They have worked with their mentors. And they have been taught over years with, from their mentors. And they can easily reproduce what their mentors reproduce. Are we together? Yes. Praise God forevermore. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So what was Jesus teaching? Jesus was teaching the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Just one message. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the gospel. Are you something? The gospel is not God will give you house. God will give you car. God will give you wife. God will give you children. That is not the gospel. The gospel is the kingdom of God. Are we together? That's what the gospel is. And this is what we have missed over the years as the church of Jesus. This is one thing that Dr. Mouse Bolo, the blessed memory, began to teach before he left the earth. He taught the kingdom. He taught the kingdom. He taught the kingdom. He taught the kingdom. But you see, one of the things I, I, I really, I really, I really, I really pray for mercy for the church of Jesus. You see, there are teachings that the devil fought. Because he knows that if the church receives it, our vibration will be sure. And we will go all out, concrete and concrete and concrete. The kingdom. The kingdom is the gospel. The kingdom is the good news. Jesus said, He said, What? He said, And He said unto them, I must preach the kingdom. That's what I came to do. So that Jesus went about Galilee teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus was preaching the kingdom. So when we hear the kingdom of God, most of us say the kingdom of God is coming. That's what that actually means. John was not telling that the kingdom of God is coming. It's an idiomatic expression. But actually means the kingdom of God is here. And who is the kingdom? What is the kingdom of God? That was what they had to ask him, John, what is the kingdom of God? But they kept on hearing him say, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is amongst us. But they looked at themselves, they looked around, and they looked like the kingdom of God was not among them. They looked like the kingdom of God was around them. Because why? They looked at their system and they saw they saw the Roman government ruling them and they said, what is the kingdom of God? Are you understanding? something? Yes. John knew what the kingdom of God was. He knew the kingdom of God had come. And he was telling them that the kingdom of God had come. But they did not understand what he was saying. And today, what the people of Israel did not understand in the time of John the Baptist, the church of Jesus still does not understand it. That's why we are still looking for crowns, whereas we are meant to be enforcing the kingdom of God. That's why we are still beggars when we are meant to be writing the crosses. Because we don't understand the kingdom of God. And Jesus preached only the kingdom of God. Jesus did not preach miracles, he didn't preach signs and wonders. Yet it will baffle you to know that Jesus did not even preach faith. He only talked about faith when the, when the disciples were having challenge. All your little faith. Oh, I've not seen such great faith in Israel. He never preached. He only brought out whenever somebody displayed faith, or they displayed no or no or, or no little faith. He just brought out the scenario and just he just addressed the issue. But he never said, I'm preaching faith. No, he never preached faith. Why? Because everything we need, faith is in the kingdom. Prosperity is in the kingdom. Is in the kingdom. Financial breakthrough is in the kingdom. Deliverance is in the kingdom. Everything is in the kingdom. And let me shock you into the preaching of the grace of God is in the kingdom of God. All these are branch offs of the kingdom. Jesus preached to the But look, over the years we have been moved. You see, the, the, the ministers of God have been moved by the members, not by the caller. So we easily get moved by what they are telling us to do. And we do what they want us to do instead of doing what God has told us to do. Jesus is the epitome example of a preacher. 
Jesus never preached what they were taking, what their body languages were saying. In fact, we learned last week that they came to him as chief of church and frustrated and confused that what he did was preaching. He said, preaching. He said, preaching. <laughs> he will never be moved by what, through your drama, he doesn't move him. Remember, some years ago in, in Nigeria, a, a, a young man just came into our dead way, holding church in the box room, told the man of God, please pray for me. Said I'm a cultist, and he told me the name of his cult. He started giving all the cultist chants, he chants and blah 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 blah. And he said he's the number two man in his cult. And in fact, he was very intelligent. He graduated from King's, King's College, and he was in a university there. And he said he, 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 two weeks before then they, they went on a mission, and he killed somebody because he wanted to take the person's position. And then they started hunting after him. He said he had a dream, and in the dream he saw himself in a coffin. And then after that, he had a dream again and saw a young girl and told the, the girl told him, go to the God of, of our, our ministry and your problem will be solved. Two weeks after that again, he saw a young boy, the boy told him, go to the God of our ministry and your problem will be solved. And then he was passing, he was passing, as he was passing, to go and do another initiation in a particular university. Actually, that university, another university, he was going to do an initiation there. And he saw our sideboard. As he saw our sideboard, he passed. But he ignored it. And then he, he went he talked, he, 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 they began to talk him and search for him. He was on the search, he was searching for him to kill him. He remembered the two drinks he had. And that morning, he came to my house, knocked at my door. His mouth was smelling Indian head. He said, Pastor, I know I am going to die. But see, my parents are Christians, they trained me the word of the Lord, but this is how I live my life. He said, Pastor, please, even if I'm going to die, I don't want to go to hell. Let me tell you something. Even the devil knows that the people he's driving to hell, they don't want to come. He knows. I hear something. And even the people that are on their way to hell, they don't want to go. But something makes them feel that they must go. He said, I don't want to go to hell. He said, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell. As he was talking, he was trying to make me pray. I said, shut up. I'm the one in charge. I'm the doctor here. You are the patient. So you listen to me. I don't listen to you. Don't tell me what to do for you. I will tell you what God wants to do for you. You see, as Christians, was led to tell the people, this is what God is saying. I know something. Not what they are saying. They will come so confused. They will come with their problem and they want to, they want to throw you off balance. But let me let you know something. Any doctor who knows his own is never thrown off balance. He tells you what he's meant to tell you, not what you are telling him. But at the end of the day, I told him, you are not dying. You shall live to the dead one of the land of living. You want to die, but you won't die. Now you just want to go to heaven. You want your soul to be saved. No problem. Your soul will be saved, but you will save other souls. And I prayed for him. Got him saved. He took his bath in my house. And then we organized transport fare for him to go out of the out of the city. And he went out of the city. And thank God, that was really good. And God came to the land. Let me understand something. That what well, is the point I'm trying to drive here? That the people always want you to preach what they want. Yes. Are you getting me? Yes. But our duty is to preach what God wants. Jesus never preached what they wanted. If not, they should have gone into political preaching. He preached the gospel. Amen to Jesus. He, and the gospel is what? The kingdom of God. He preached the kingdom of God. He preached the kingdom of God. He preached what? The kingdom of God. He preached the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? The word kingdom is from the Greek word Basileia. Basileia, Basileia, Basileia. The Greek word Basileia. And Basileia means, number one, royal power, kingship, dominion, and rule. Royal power, kingship, dominion, and rule. That's what Basilea means first. And this means it's not to be confused with an actual kingdom, but rather the right or authority to rule over a kingdom. Are you understand something? Yes. So when we talk about kingdom, it's not actually talking about an actual kingdom. Like we have different kingdoms. Even in Africa, we have different kingdoms before some of our kingdoms were merged together. Are you understand? Are you understand? In the European world, we have the United Kingdom. Are you understand? Something? In, a, in Nigeria, we have what we call the Bene Kingdom, which other kingdoms again, some other kingdoms, and uh, their kingdoms. So when we talk about kingdom, we talk about the physical structure of uh, monarchical rule 
this and everything like that. So we're talking about kingdom, we're not talking about basically those structures. We're talking about the right of authority to rule over a kingdom. Are you not saying? So the the once a man has the right and authority to rule over a kingdom, even if the structures are not there, the kingdom has no other right to submit to him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Number two, it also means the royal power of Jesus as a triumphant Messiah. Amen. Amen. And it also means the royal power and dignity conferred on Christians in the Messiah's kingdom. Amen. It also means the territory subject to the rule of a king. And it also means the reign of the Messiah. So what then is the kingdom of God? John told them the kingdom of God is at hand. And when we say it's at hand, we that don't understand that word in James English, we are believing that John was saying the kingdom of God is coming. But for them who understood the original Hebrew term, that is an old King James thing that means the kingdom of God is here. But then who understood the original Hebrew term, they understood that John was saying the kingdom of God is already here. And then they were looking and asking John in their mind, where is the kingdom of God? All we see here is the kingdom of Rome. The Roman Empire is in charge here. We are not seeing any kingdom of God. Are we together? Yes. But that one King James in the general means the kingdom of God is here. So John told them this year, you will not see it here. You will not see the kingdom of God here. And the church today is still looking for the kingdom of God. We are still looking for the kingdom of God. We've heard that it is here. Some of us don't understand what King James That's why we are still looking for the kingdom of God. Some of us understand, even though we understand, the environment does not make us believe that the kingdom of God is here. So we live like people who are still expecting a kingdom that has not come. Like I was always saying, the New Testament church is still behaving like an Old Testament church. Are you know something? We are still behaving like an Old Testament church. But it's, it, it's, it's, all, it's all, sometimes the way it breaks my heart, I wonder how it breaks the heart of Jesus. Are we together? The way it breaks my heart, I wonder how it breaks the heart of Jesus. To see that the church that he died for, and shed his blood for, and bettered a new covenant by his blood, has refused to enter that covenant. They have stayed comfortable with the old covenant. If I even if they have the old covenant said this, they haven't even before the old covenant. Job believed before the old covenant. They believe that the book of Job was supposed to be the first book. He lived before the old covenant. He lived before Abraham. That is why he could say, The Lord give it and the Lord take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Yes. He lived before the old covenant. And many Christians are still living like that before the old covenant. And we are at Jesus. I wonder how Jesus is feeling. I wonder how he's feeling. I wonder how it's feeling. The Christian life would have been very, very sweet and easy for us. If only we understood the new covenant. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If we understood the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the royal power, kingship, dominion, and rule of God. The royal power, kingship, dominion, and rule of God. The right authority God has to rule in heaven and on earth and in hell. <laughs> the right and what authority that God has to rule in heaven, to rule on earth, and to rule in hell. That right was not given to him by anybody, so it cannot be taken from him. Yes. I hear something. That right is a self-created and self-imposed right. That's the beauty about it. See, let me tell you something. When men give you a right, they can take it from you. That's why it's called fundamental human rights. It is humans that gave it to you. And they can use the loopholes in the legal system to even take it right from you. You know something? Or they can come by dictatorship and take your right from you. They can create the right so they can, they can decide tomorrow that according to their operations, you that are meant to have this particular right, you will not have it. There's nothing you can do. Are you not saying? Yes. But a right that was not given to, to, to somebody by anybody, nobody can take it from you. The right of authority to rule in heaven, on earth, and in hell was not given to Elohim by anybody. Was not given to Yahweh by anybody. He gave it to himself. So nobody can take it from him because he cannot take it from himself. I hear something. Psalm 94 verse 97 verse 1 says, The Lord reigneth, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the eyes be glad thereof. 
Are we together? Yes. So the kingdom of God is not about a location. Neither is it related to a location. It is all about the rule and reign of God, which is not limited to a location and comes across every location. It's about the rule and reign of God. See, let me let you know something. Then he says to me, say, Lord, where can I hide from your presence? Even if I lay my bed in the depths of hell, you will be there with me. So let me tell you something. The reason why hell cannot stop existing is because God's presence, God's rule is over there. The reason why the devil cannot decamp from his position from that location and go and say, I'm changing location is because the, the rule and authority of God is there. You know what I'm saying? Even in hell, there is an order that God has allowed to take place. Are you know what I'm saying? The devil cannot break the order of, 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 of Elohim, even in hell. And you get what I'm saying this morning now. So the rule of God is not location-based. It is based on his sovereignty. And you get what I'm saying now? Let me, let me say this way. God's location of rule is himself. <laughs> God of God, God's location is not, in God's location for authority is not in heaven. It's not on earth. It's not in hell. It's not anywhere else. It is in Him. That's the reason why you cannot use locations to limit His leadership, His, his authority. You can't use locations to limit His authority. For those who are looking for a location where God is and they want to go there, you miss the wrong location because the right location is in God, is in Himself. You cannot make heaven his leader in his office. Are you understand what I'm saying? He created earth, you cannot make it his office. He created, he, he, he created hell. He said, I created the light and I found darkness. Everything was a creation of his. Are you understand what I'm saying? So you cannot say, God, this is where God's authority is and where his authority is limited to. God's authority is limited to himself. God's rule is limited to himself. That's why I told you that the Bible says, and when he sought to swear to Abraham, he looked and saw that there was no one greater than him and he one, and he swore by himself. So God's height of authority is himself. <laughs> so that's where his kingdom is. Are you getting what I'm saying? The kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God. That is the kingdom of God. It's not located, it's not limited by location. It's not restricted to location. It is God's way thrown around anywhere, everywhere, whatever He wants. Yeah. So are you going to talk about the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is God. Oh Lord, let your kingdom come. You are talking about let God come. The kingdom of God is at hand. John the Bible said the kingdom of God has come. That is the love of God has come. And they could not understand how can you say God has come? Where 
Are you something? Yeah. And for God to reveal his kingdom to man, he said he came as man. So the kingdom of God is not a system. It's not a structure, it is a person. This is why Jesus preached about himself. And he called and revealed men to himself. Why? Because he is the kingdom of God. <laughs> hey! That's why he could say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one come to the Father except by me. Verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He didn't say, Come to my father. I said, Come to me. Come to me. No, no, I am the kingdom. If you have seen me, you have seen the father. So the kingdom of God is working. Come to the kingdom of God. That's why it pays the heart of Jesus. When we preach every other thing other than the kingdom. When we preach Jesus, we are preaching the kingdom. Yes. No, 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 no. When we preach everything other than Jesus, we are preaching, we are not preaching the kingdom. Let me let you know something. <laughs> there is a shaking that is coming to the earth. Who knew what will happen in Nigeria will happen? Who knew about coronavirus three years ago? There is a shaking that is coming to the earth. And you know what this shaking is going to do? This shaking is going to cause everybody to come to search for Jesus. Amen. Jesus, you will be out of hook. It will be not Jesus. Just let us tell us about this. Just, just, just tell us about Jesus. Because very soon money will fail. Yes. Connections will fail. Yes. Power will fail. Yes. Ideas will fail. Yes. Everything will be brought to their knees. And we must accept the lordship of Jesus. Yes. So Jesus is the kingdom of God. On the face of the earth. Why are you on the earth? That's why. See, let me let you know something. The kingdom of God is God Himself. Jesus is the kingdom of God revealed to man. But that kingdom of God revealed to man was limited to location. It was different. Jesus never traveled to Africa. I you know something? He never traveled to you. He just stayed in the Middle East, in Israel. He stayed in Israel. He did all his ministry down there. It was limited to education. Hear me very well. I remember I said something that the kingdom of God is not limited to education. Amen. The kingdom of God is not limited to education. Are we together? Yes. That the kingdom of God is God. If you are trying to limit the kingdom of God to location, you are trying to limit God to education. God is not limited to heaven. God is everywhere. Is that also? That's why it's called omnipresent. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Omnipresent. Now Jesus was the kingdom of God revealed to man, limited to education. But God's idea, original intent and idea, was not for the kingdom of God to be limited to education. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. God's idea and intention was not for the kingdom of God to be limited to what? Education. And that is why Jesus had to die. When he died, as he died, the kingdom of God was released to the whole world. And when Jesus died, heaven, earth, and even hell had to feel the presence of the kingdom of God. I understand. That was the purpose of his dying. So the, so the kingdom of God will be released to all the atmospheres. And this happened. You see, why Jesus was on earth? The disciples, they only, only sent them out once. And they came back, they were rejoicing. They said, We cast out demons for them, is that so? After that time, we didn't hear of them casting out demons. Why didn't we think, is that not so? They came back to and they said, ah, Master, we saw somebody, somebody doing miracles in your name. We wanted to stop him. Should we stop him? He said, And he told them, He told them, He said, If, if it's not against us, it's for us. Are we together? So that the miracles that were performed in the time of Jesus were done by him majorly. Are you understanding? That means the kingdom of God was limited to a person and a location. Are you getting me? It was limited to what? A person and a location. And that was not the intent of the Father. The intent of the Father was for the kingdom of God to cut across locations and individuals. While Jesus was walking with the disciples, we never heard that, that Peter, he shadow fell on anybody. Did we hear that? And the sick were healed by the shadow. Did we hear that? Did we hear that aprons were taken from him? While he was walking with Jesus, and, 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 and the sick were healed. In fact, 
Did you ever hear that any dead was raised by Peter while Jesus was on the earth walking with them? The only person we heard that was sick and was healed that related to Peter was his mother-in-law. And it was not even Jesus, Peter that healed that it was even Jesus that came to, to, to heal her. So actually, we were just looking at Jesus. Let the kingdom be walking on his own. Cocoon the kingdom. Colonize the kingdom. And use it. We will just be fooling the kingdom. But Jesus was looking at them and said, this is not the purpose. The purpose is not for the kingdom to be locked up in one person. See, God and you him. Yahweh is the kingdom. And he didn't want it to be locked up in him. That is why he sent me on to earth. So that the kingdom can extend to the earth. And you know what I'm saying? And so I, it is more than it just being in me. It has to be in everybody. And that's why Jesus died. And this brings us to the third definition for the kingdom. The kingdom of God is a royal power and dignity conferred on Christians in the Messiah's kingdom. The royal power and what? Dignity conferred on Christians in the what? Messiah's kingdom. This is why Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. By giving power to, the, to his disciples who were present, and by extension to all of us who are his disciples, he made us partakers of God's kingdom. In other words, he made us carriers of the kingdom. Are you the same? Yes. So now, why Jesus? Why, why Yahweh in heaven? Why Yahweh was one manifest? Uh, uh, Manifesting the kingdom, it was only him. Now, when Jesus came to earth, he was the only one manifesting the kingdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? But when Jesus was about to go, he said, I give you the same kingdom. I give it to you. When he said, I give to you power, to now he said, I give you the same rights, the same authority. In other words, I give you the same kingdom I have. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was, you can be an ex, you can multiply the kingdom of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So as partakers in the kingdom of God, we multiply the kingdom of God. So when Jesus left the earth, there was a deadly blow he came to the devil. While he was on earth, the kingdom of God was only moving in one person. Are you getting what I'm saying? But when he left the earth, before he left, he said, Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endured with power from the time. Now that was until you be endured with the kingdom. And the Bible says more than 20 people were there. And when only more than 20 people came to the kingdom of God, and all of a sudden, before, it was one man walking the kingdom everywhere. It was one man carrying the kingdom everywhere. Just suddenly, one man carrying the kingdom was multiplied into 120 men. 120 men started carrying the kingdom everywhere. And it didn't end there. 3,000 men were saved in that day of Pentecost. Now that was the, the kingdom of God spread from 120 to 3,000. And the spread continued and continued and continued. That is why the church of Jesus is a great threat to the devil. Why? Because the church of Jesus is the expander of the kingdom of God. Why are they fighting Christianity? Why do they fight the church? Why are they always fighting Christians? Why are they trying to persecute Christians? Persecution of the church did not start today. It started when the Roman emperors persecuted the church, killed thousands of Christians. In fact, they used Christians as touchlines. They killed them, they burned them. In fact, they killed and killed so many Christians. And because of that, the Christians did what they spread abroad. They scattered out. They went to other nations. The persecution of the church brought about the kingdom of God spreading further. And they went to Gentile nations. The more they afflicted them, the more they spread. The more they persecuted them, the more they spread. And the devil thought he was trying to kill them, not knowing that he was lighting more fire for the kingdom of God to spread. Listen to me, child of God. Every child of God is a walking, is a wisdom, walking kingdom of God. Yes. The kingdom of God is the power of God resident in a Christian. And this power is the person of Jesus. They worried him, they troubled him, and they thought that let us kill this Jesus, let us kill him. No wonder the Bible says, Have they known they shouldn't have killed the Lord of glory? They said, Let us kill him. When we kill him, we will end this problem. This guy is a problem to us. Let us kill him. When we kill him, we end the problem. But when they kill him,
eight years, they didn't know that they were already giving birth to another problem for themselves. If I was when you heal problems started, you kill one man and you produce millions of him. Hey! As a result of that, they told the people, they went to me and said, please tell your soldiers to guard his grave. Because this man said he will die and raise up and resurrect in three days. If he resurrects, then he if the, 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 his disciples go and steal his body. Then the lie he told before will be worse. This one will be worse than the one he told before. And they sent soldiers to guard his tomb. What a good news. Because when soldiers guard his tomb, it authenticates his resurrection. Yes. Let me tell you something. Those things that have been sent against you, they are authenticating the kingdom of God in your life. Yeah. Yada, 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 yada. Hey. They did everything. They set up an of rubbish against us. But yet we kept preaching. All the things they used against us authenticated the call of God in our lives. They said, Who attend their church? Nigeria church. They are not genuine. But yet we are still preaching. And the messages they hear from us is even more powerful than many of the ones they hear. It's authenticating the call of God in our lives. Because they had to be the first testifiers. I hear something. Some of, some of us think that it was the, the, the women that came to the tomb that were the first testifiers. No, they were not the first testifiers. The first testifiers were the soldiers. Because they cannot understand how they slept. <laughs> they can't understand the wind, the anointing that hit them and they fell. So when people laugh them, do people fall under the night? They say, We are witnesses, people fall. We fell under the anointing that we cannot explain. Everything that they use against you authenticates the kingdom of God in you. They rolled a big stone to cover the tomb. That was the biggest authentication. Because first question, how many disciples we have to come and push that stone away? They were not macho men. Number two, they were afraid. Only this, only the, the, the person that rolls that stone, he doesn't does eat what they eat. So every of those so-called limitations were the authentication of the kingdom of God. <laughs> Are we together? Yes. So the kingdom of God is the power of God that work in the life of a believer, which is Jesus. First Corinthians 1 verse 4 says, For unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says, To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Listen to me, child of God. The kingdom of God is Christ in you and I. The kingdom of God is not a bureaucratic system. It's not a theocratic system. It's not a monarchical system. The kingdom of God Speak 
surrounded. I cannot be stranded. From the little that I have, I use it to rent a home from God. For God, I can never be stranded in accommodation. And one son of the devil sit there and said, "I will make you stranded." At the end of the day, he ain't not stranded. He hear me, child of God. When you try to fight the kingdom of God, you end up killing yourself. Yes. Don't fight the kingdom of God. All those who fought Jesus, where are they today? And all those who are raising their shoulders and what and blessing their muscles to fight Jesus, we are we, we, we are we are getting ready for you to disappear. Yes. <laughs> the kingdom of God is Christ in you and I. The kingdom of God is Christ seated in us. Amen. It is not about the system, it's not about education. Is about Christ in us. Today, the kingdom of God is Jesus resident in us. This means that we are carriers and transporters of the kingdom of God. This is why we must rule and reign in this life. Yeah. See, I know that the coming of Jesus is very soon, but before he comes, we will rule and reign. Yeah. See, I know there is a millennial reign where after the whole is casted out into, into, into hell and then will come and rule for a time like, I know that time is coming but before the rapture there is a rain for you and I yes. hey, there is a rain for you and I yes. why? because we are the kingdom of God yes 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 Romans chapter 5 verse 17 let me close with this for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which receive abundance of grace and sukatamasha. <laughs> abundance of grace, not just grace. Letele kusandamba. It is some of us are going to be talking about grace, 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 grace. And the grace that we are not doing anything about it. If we know one million of grace, oh God, who stop this earth, will deal with the earth like no one business. We don't even know one million of grace and see where we are. But if you know one million, ah, the earth will shake for us. But here the Bible did not tell us we have grace. We say, abundance of grace. It says, abundance of grace. And of the gift of righteousness. Hey! It says, shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Shall reign where?
Welcome, children of God. The kingdom of God is in you. You are a locomotive kingdom. Mm. You should not be intimidated by the devil. You are to reign in life, not just later like this one. Before Jesus comes, take your share of ready. Are you know something? Yes. Take your share of ready. When Jesus was on the earth, he reigned. You also reign your own before you go. I refuse to leave planet earth without reigning my reign. Mm. Are you know something? Amen. I must reign my reign. Every child of God, you must reign your reign. Why? Because the kingdom of God resides in you. You and I are the kingdom of God moving on the earth. That's the way you this. Zupala Katasa. Zitutu Zikamandu Yadabasa. Let's pray the Holy Spirit for you now let me let you know something. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, if you don't have him in your life, you, are, you don't have anything that's not the kingdom of God. You cannot rule nothing. You cannot read nothing. Hear me very well. Listen to me very well. In heaven, in heaven, that's the kingdom of heaven. We don't throw the weights of our rulership there. Mm. We are all the same there. But it's here we can throw the weight of our rulership. Is here we can throw the weight of Elohim. Yes. Is here we can throw the weight of Yahweh. Yes. Next week we'll begin to understand the constituents of the kingdom of God. Mm. What it entails. Azibaba, Zuzababa, Ekekekrikalosata. But let me, before we get to that level, you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't receive him as your Lord and Savior, if you don't have him in you, you cannot rule and reign. If you know you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please say this prayer after me. Lift up your hands and say this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but today I come to you. I renounce the devil and I say not to sin and righteousness. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I accept you as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord and King, in Jesus' name. Well, I pray for everyone person who has said this prayer. I pray, Lord, that the grace to follow your days in your life. The grace to understand the workings of the kingdom of God in them. They receive it. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to be praying for everyone person who is sick, everyone person who is afflicted, everyone person who is in captivity, everyone person who is in bondage, everyone person who is in one challenge or the other. That is part of the consequence of the kingdom of God. I'm going to be examining that next week. But I'm going to pray to it and pray for everyone person. Under the sound of my voice. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And let's become with the same prayer. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for everyone person sick, everyone person with myopia, everyone person with a brain issue, everyone person with a swelling, hey, every tumor in the brain, every tumor in the eyes. I curse you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every tumor in the stomach. I curse you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I cause every infirmity. I cause every sickness and disease. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every palpitation in the heart is so tatakalata. I curse you in the name of the Lord Jesus. That enlarged heart. I command you in the name of Jesus to get back to normal in the name of Jesus. That hole in the heart. I command you seal up in the name of the Lord Jesus. That heart that is smaller than normal size. I command you grow to normal in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I see a pelvic bone that is slanting. 
it is slanted. It slanted pelvic bone. It speak the power of Jesus to that bone. And I command, get back to normal in the name of Jesus. Spine disorder. I speak to that spine disorder. I command that disorder to be reordered in the name of Jesus. I command it to be reordered in the name of Jesus. For that person who your right leg is shorter than your left leg. And you have been crying to God. You may say, Lord, I want this leg to be restored. I want my two legs to be equal. I decree, leg grow. Amen. Leg grow. Amen. Leg grow. Amen. Leg grow. Amen. Become a power with the left leg. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. A superlater, that spirit of sterility. La motosa. Is a man. You took a particular medication. And as a result of that, you became sterile. You became sterile. You became sterile. I caused that demonic oppression in your body. Amen. And I decree that deposit in you. Be removed now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be removed now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be removed now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I see eyeballs sinking into the socket. They are sinking in gradually, they are sinking in. I don't understand such a demonic oppression. Sinking into the socket. Sinking in, sinking in, sinking into the socket. They are sinking in. But instead of what we just, you know, it looked like your vision was a little blood. But when instead of going for medical examination, you notice that the, the, the doctors were telling you your eyeballs are sinking in. They are sinking in. So very soon will be lost in your socket, in your brain. Is a satanic hand pushing the eyeballs inside. I stand upon the authority in the name of Jesus as, as, as one carrying the kingdom of God in me, as one who is the representative of the kingdom of God on earth. And I command eyeballs pop back to normal in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come back to your normal position in the name of Jesus. Amen. That hand pulling you back, I curse you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I see as he's also on the center of his head. I see just a scalp. Suddenly, it's not like you are getting bad, but there's just a scalp on the center of your head. That, the head there just got off. And then, it's like a scalp that is there. It's like a scalp that is there. I see it there. It's like a scalp. You are not bad, but it's a scalp that is there. That is there. And that is an oppression of the devil. It will start off as a scalp, and then it enters into the and then begins to cause brain damages. As if there were some rays released on that part of your head. They are satanic rays. I stand upon the authority in the name of Jesus. And I bring an end to that oppression in the name of Jesus. I bring an end to that oppression in the name of Jesus. I bring an end to that oppression in the name of Jesus. I bring an end to that oppression in the name of Jesus. There's somebody in South Sudan. I see you leaping. I see you leaping. It just happened that you, 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 you went out and you, you walked as normal, but by the time you're coming back, you'll be suddenly leaping. But soon, paint a lava, shut a tattoo, salada, late, 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 I send the healing power of God to remove every poison from that leg. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I send the healing power of God to remove every poison from that leg. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I send the healing power of God to remove every poison from that leg. In the name of the Lord Jesus. There's somebody called Jonathan. There's somebody called Jonathan. And for 15 years, you have experienced stagnation. It has been a cause of concern for you. You have done everything possible to move forward in life, but you have just been stagnant. You've been stagnant. Just been stagnant. Just been stagnant. I call upon the name of Jesus. That same name that breaks every yoke. And I decree that yoke of stagnation is broken over your life in the name of Jesus. It's broken over your life in the name of Jesus. I decree every captivity, every captive of the mighty be set free in the name of Jesus. And I decree total liberation. So it is in the name of Jesus.
we believe you have been blessed by this teaching. We invite you to watch more teachings on Plerud by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. You can subscribe and watch our YouTube channel for more videos or, listen via Grace Life Podcast on Anchor FM. Grace to you.